Amen. If I told you this morning, I did write down something about, wouldn't you like to be a child of a king? Wow. We, we, we forget about that. We think about church going, church membership. I'm a member out there at this place or that place. We forget all about that we got this king done bled and died for us, done shed blood for us. He's wanting to adopt us today. I just wrote down some questions. I want to read seven questions to you, then I'm going to show you the text, and then we're going to get to preaching. Have you ever been buried? Now, you start telling a carnal man, ask the carnal man, has he ever been buried? He's going to look at you like you're crazy. The Bible says the carnal mind can't understand the things of God. They're not subject to the things of God, neither indeed can be. Have you ever died? Who was buried? Who was you buried with? Have you been baptized? Was you raised from the dead? Did you die? Who was it by when you was raised from the dead? Are you walking in the newness of life? Boy, we was born into this world as we go to Romans chapter 6. Everybody, doesn't matter whether it was Billy Graham or whoever it was, we was born in this life, born in sin. Everybody was. Little babies, they're so sweet. But they'll take that bottle and throw it in the floor. You'll pick it up and set it back up there. Or you'll see somebody else doing that and you'll say, well, somebody needs to do something with that baby <laughs> until it's your grandbaby. <laughs> until it's your grandbaby, you'll say, well, I'll just keep on picking up, sitting up there. And my word, you won't even chastise it hardly. If somebody wants to just pat it on the legs, you'd think maybe they're doing a little bit too much. But I'm glad that we serve the God today that come deliver us out of sin. That today that we can walk out these doors right here and we can be saved because of the righteousness of God. Jesus said it was his will that none should perish. Everybody that goes to hell will go because they choose to go. It will not be because that God didn't have a plan and God didn't, didn't shed a blood for them and God didn't have the payment. The Bible said that the wages of sin is death. You said, now it seems like that ain't fair. But the rest of it said, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Boy, I'm so glad that we can stand here today that a lot of people, all they can, all they can look at is life and how many years you gonna live? When's it gonna be when, when you go out into eternity? When's it gonna be when you take your last breath? Man, you ought to be excited today that you can come to a Jesus day and you can get your sins forgiven you. And the Bible said, he that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. I'll tell you one more time because we got some people wouldn't hear that Billy Graham said, you'll hear one day that I've died. He said, don't believe a word of it. He said, all I did was change the addresses. He, he said, I'll be more alive than I've ever been. So if you don't believe in me, you ought to believe from him. He, he, he stayed true all the way to the end. He said, I'll just have changed addresses. I'll be more alive than I ever have. 
You can read scriptures that said, Ben, that we're seeing that we can pass about with such a great a cloud of witnesses. That's all those that have gone on before us. They're leaning over the banister of heaven, looking down on us, saying, come on, hold out, hold out just a little bit longer. As we look here in, in Romans chapter six, after we've had a wonderful worship service today and, and we're looking at God's word. The Bible said we're made clean by the word. Verse one said, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? It said, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know you not that so many of us were baptized unto Jesus Christ, were baptized unto his death. Now we know that's, we read that, you say, well, that's a little contrary to what God's word is. Maybe if you took it like you wasn't going to sin, you wasn't going to live in sin after you become a believer that you wouldn't do wrong. Let me say it that way. In 1 John, if you'll take just a moment to let me read it, because I think it's worth listening to, and I won't be long. I'm, I'm preaching wide open right now. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. It's to the believer. It said, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If you're sitting there this morning and you think you're doing good, then you're, you're in for a fall. If you're thinking that you've done something today and maybe you say, man, I got it going on. I got things worked out. Man, I just see clear sailing. If you ain't saying this morning, look here, the only way that I can get up in the morning and the only way that I can breathe in the morning and the only way that I can be successful in the morning, if God be for me, who can be against me? And if the Lord don't do it. David said in Psalms 124, he, somebody, he said, if the Lord, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, it said, when the waters come, they would overflow me. They would have took me. They would have took me under. But he said, with the Lord on my side, that's why he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. That rod and that staff, they comfort me. Boy, I love it. We said, there prepares a table before me. It don't matter. In the presence of my enemies, my, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy has followed me all the days of my life. And it's the goodness of God that brings us to repentance. You don't come on your own. It's because God loved you so much. He, he come tapping on your heart. He said, I died for you. Look at, I done provided for you. The Bible said it rains on the just and the unjust. He loved us while we were yet a sinner. Sit here in this church, you'll sanctify itself like you something. You ain't nothing without Jesus. You get up this morning, you ain't thanking for his blessings upon you. You think you done done something on your own. You can't do nothing on your own. It's because the goodness of God, Brother Sammy, he just loves us that much and he just wants to bless you. Man, I can't believe that we in living in a world sometimes. People think, well, I, I, I'm doing pretty good. No, you ain't doing good. If it's any good in you, Jesus said there ain't none good, brother David. No, not one, but the Father. He's the only one good. Well, how am I going to be good? 
Only way you can be good is give your life to Jesus. Submit to one thing, and I ain't talking about to a church building. I'm certainly not talking to about a preacher. This preacher's going to get in the same way you get in. It's going to be by the goodness of God that I get in. It's going to be by the goodness of God that Billy Graham gets in. You stand before God, he's going to be holy. He's going to be pure. When he looks upon you, you're going to have to be absolutely 100% perfect. Now, I ain't talking about the kind of perfect some of these folks think they, in and of their self, they think they better than somebody because they go to church three times a week. I'm talking about that perfection that you come with a childlike faith. Boy, I'm preaching good right here. I'm talking about with a childlike faith. I, I ain't talking about, look at a grown man. Look at, you can get a little old baby. They can come to you, Brother Sammy. You can tell that little grandbaby, jump in my arms. She'll jump today. You let her get on about 13. You tell her to jump. I don't know. Boy, she got a lot of questions. See, you got to come to the cross of Calvary with no questions. You got to come with childlike faith. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that your shed blood will cleanse me from all of my sin. <laughs> got to believe it. What shall we say then? Maybe we continue in sin. The grace of man bound. Then what are we going to do with it? Don't you realize after you come with a childlike faith drawn by the Holy Spirit and you give your life to God? Do you even think that there's a person on the face of this, on the face of this earth that can live above sin? I read the verse to you. If you say that you have no sin, you, you lie. And the truth ain't in you. Then Brother Eddie, how are we going to stay in perfect? How are we going to be before a holy God? Perfect, I'm glad you asked me. Because we got a Jesus. I said, oh, come on now, we ain't got so sophisticated. I'm telling you what, I'm surprised, Brother David. By, I, I'm surprised just how sophisticated we get. I'm telling you, everybody's saved in here. Look at you didn't get there on your own. That Holy Spirit drew you. You come down and gave your heart to Jesus. Look at He done set you free. I'm going to preach tonight about worship. Worship. You ain't going to be here. I'll have a few after I've said that. Huh? We too pretty to worship. Huh? I don't, Brother Reed, I don't told folks, you got to get, get that slim fit shirt off to worship. <laughs> huh? You got to put some, put some britches on, some elastic in, some of you ladies to worship. You got to take them high heels off to worship. <laughs> Oh, man. Holy. Isaiah chapter 6, they said, in the year the king Uzziah died. He said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. There were some seraphims flying around. They were just chanting, holy, holy, holy. Because of the blood that was shed. Anything else is a bald-faced lie. Anybody else to come and tell you that they're doing good in and of their self, there ain't no good in them. They can't. But not only when God saved you, he didn't just save you for your past sins, Brother Todd. He, done, he already knowed every sin you'd ever gonna commit it. He already done thrown enough change in the door said, I got that ticket too. It's like that good Samaritan that was found by the road. Everybody else was passing by. You feel like in life folks is passing you by? You feel like in life some of them people, even one of them, was a, was a preacher kind of guy. He was kind of a priest kind of guy. He, he kind of eased by him too. You feel like in life, look here, that everybody done passed you by. 
You can't even find a preacher really to understand your feelings and where you've been and the hurt you done been and you don't know how to put it in words and everybody done passed you by. I bring you good news. I said, I'll bring you good news. There's a Jesus didn't pass you by. There's a Jesus 2,000 years ago didn't pass you by. He won't pass you by this morning. Oh, I love that song. Said, if you have to reach way down, Chris, Jesus will pick you up. Old Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Huh? Throw it in the fire furnace. Look here, they looked off in there. They said, look at here. We got a situation. They asked a question, said, oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, what other name? He asked a question. He said, didn't we throw three off in there? Huh? All your life. Look at when everybody's looked at you and every one of your problems, every one of your tests, every downtrodden place you've ever been. Look at And people looked off and see you. But I come to tell you when you was lost and undone, Jesus was walking with you. He said, I never left you and I never forsake you. Childlike faith, it ain't because you shouted. It ain't because you ran. It ain't because you was a good Baptist, a Methodist, a Pentecostal. It's because the blood of Jesus run like a river. You come like a childlike faith. You said, God, I'm putting everything I got in on you. You'll stand before a holy father one of these days. He didn't give the right over to his son. Pronounce you one way or another. It ain't but two things he can say. Well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm going to tell you something in myself. If I had to get before him, I know why every knee's going to bow. Sister Beverly and every tongue's going to confess. Because I'm going to tell you something. If I was to get down before him right here today, I'd just say, Lord, it ain't no way. Jesus, it ain't no way you can say well done to me. I mean, I know you sanctified and I know you got it going on. But I'm here to tell you, there ain't no way he can say that to me in and of myself. He can say, well done, my good and faithful servant. But you got to understand, he's going to be looking through that blood right there. And he ain't going to see no sin. If all the preachers and all the churches and all the deacons and all the Sunday school teachers and all the church secretaries and all that was to go to heaven today, if it was possible and you done been redeemed by the blood of a lamb with a childlike faith and they was accusing you, you know what the father would say? I don't see no sin. It's hard though. I got a friend, he explained it to me. He said, it is so easy, it's hard. We like that shake and bake deal. I helped, you know. We think we got to do something. Let me tell you something. It's already been done. It was done before the foundation of the earth. Look here. In the beginning was, was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Let me tell you something. Before you was ever born 2,000 years ago, He had already saved your soul. He had already paid a ransom for you to get out of prison. He had already said, I can set you free. He had already paid it. It's just a gift today. He wants to come, but you got to die. You know what the Bible says? Love not to whirl. You can like doing things. If I was to go fishing with you tomorrow, and we got a good, on a good old brim bed, and I don't know nothing about nothing but a pole and a little deal. I, <laughs> it's like that guy. We, it was three of us in a boat one day. It was so funny. And one guy in the front, he was a Greek guy, and he kept getting his hook hung in a tree down here in the bottom. And so my friend said, look, he said, can you help me? He said, I'm going to help you this time, man. You're you getting into my fishing. He said, I'm not going to do it no more. 
And so it wasn't no more. And he said it. He got his hook hung up in the tree. And it's snakey down there. We're down there in Kelso Lake, back in that back. I don't like no snakes. If anybody ever tells you we're handling snakes around there, that's the biggest lie you ever say. I don't want no snakes. I may be running from one, but I ain't handling one. I'm kind of like that story said, you know, they was handling snakes in that church and they asked that lady that, 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 that she want one. She said, no, give mine to Geraldine. I ain't got a jealous bone in my body. You give the snake to somebody else. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to get it out no more. You got it got hung. And he said, all right, but I'm telling you, this is it. And he went to reach to get it. And I'm here to tell you when he reached to get it, that big man fell out of that boat in that snakey water. I got so tickled, I was just laughing. Tears coming out. I mean, I just laughing because I know the guy said, he's going to throw us off in here. We all going to be, that's just the way it's going to be. And I was just laughing and I opened my eyes and the guy was sitting back up in the boat. I said, how did you do it? He said, it wasn't no problem when you think about it. Many snakes out there as I am. It ain't no problem getting in the boat. Look at, when we think there ain't no other way, life don't have nothing, but now you know. But now you know. Now you know your friends can't help you. Money won't help it. Just look at the tabloids. Look at all the famous people. Look how they die miserable. They can't help you. They ain't but one help. And they ain't but one hope. And praise God, it's a lively hope. It ain't no, it ain't no Mohammed hope. It's a lively hope. It's a lively hope that on the third day we ride on a brink right on the brink of a resurrected Savior that they done laid him in a grave for three days. He done stand up there. But on that third day, the ground went to shake a little bit and our Savior walked out. So now, that, ain't, that was just, now we're going to preach. <laughs> Let's see what God's got. Look what the scripture said. I'm still in 1 John. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we'll confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, let me tell you, it's better than that. That if we confess our sins, he loves us so much that he'll come to you through the Holy Spirit and say, are you sorry? Yeah. <laughs> now, don't you feel bad? Huh? Your daddy ever set you down and your mom said, I, I can't believe you done that. Boy, you remember, you remember how small you felt? Huh? Maybe, maybe you done done something stupid like cut the car seat or something. Sitting back there, you done cut the brand new car seat. So I can't believe you done that. How many times God come to us and Holy Spirit said, I can't believe you acting like that. When you say, I ain't going to do it. I, I'm not going to go. I ain't going to apologize. I, I'm not going to do it. It wasn't my fault. And I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to tell them I'm sorry. And if we do go tell them I'm sorry with that old, old pride, <laughs> here's the way we tell them we're sorry. It ain't really my fault, but somebody's got to be man. <laughs> I didn't get many amens right there, so y'all guilty. Somebody had to be the bigger Christian this deal. I guess that's me bragging on yourself the whole time when you're supposed to be humble. Said, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and the word is not in us. So we're going back over and we're almost done to Romans chapter 6, verse 4. I asked you them questions. 
And it said these questions. This is right here verse. It says, therefore, we are buried. He said, I don't want you to sin. I don't want to see it. It says, therefore, we are buried with him. When I ask you, have you ever been buried? The only way we can come to Christ is we got to be buried with him. We got to be buried with what he done. We got to be buried with what he said. We got to be buried with that word right there. Man, do you really believe? Do you really take it literally? Do you really think it, that when the Bible said, if your eye offends you to, to pluck it out, do you really think, look, you got to be buried with it from Genesis to Revelation? Not, not making noise. You got to be buried with it. It's the truth. I didn't say you doing it, but you got to be buried with it. It's the absolute truth. If you don't, you'll be like some of these sanctified folks. They'll say, well, I know the Bible says so-and-so, but let me tell you something. You got to be buried with truth. So we've been buried with truth. We've been buried with it. It says, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death. Unto death. It means it doesn't matter if we have to die. We have to if we put us on trial. We're going we're gonna to say that's the absolute truth. That like as Christ was raised from the dead. Mm, by the glory of the Father. I want you to look at this. Even so, we should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the, in the likeness of death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin may be destroyed, and henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. So how are we going to die, Brother Eddie? You're going to have to die to the fact that you will ever be good enough to be saved. You got to die the fact that in and of yourself, you, you may not never be able to love your neighbor again because it seems like by the time you almost get it conquered, they throw branches over in your yard again. There goes your temper, y'all again. You may not ever get to the point that you can ever go through the McDonald's drive-through window and they gave you cold French fries. You may not ever have enough Holy Ghost that you can go in there and say, look, I know you didn't mean to, but you gave me some cold fries. Could, could you please find in your heart to give me some more? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. You talk to every, you talk to any restaurant owners you want to. The worst crowd they get is on Sunday. Oh, Brother Eddie. No, Brother Eddie, no, 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 no. We firing you, man. I mean, come on, you can't get on us. You, you're supposed to get on that whore down the street. You're supposed to get on that drug addict down the road. That, that man that's a drunk, you're supposed to... No, Brother Eddie. The worst folks that you'll eat on. And on top of that, them church folks won't even leave a tip. But then eat half the meal, got spaghetti all over the face, and all of a sudden they say, I don't think I like this. Huh? Something just ain't right about it. And the little old waitress said, well, we'll make it right. We'll bring you something else. And there she comes and, and all does everything but wipes all the orange off your face from all you done eat. Sets a brand new thing in front of you. And after you done eat a steak, said, what could you be happy with? Well, <laughs> we some terrible folk. All you ordered was spaghetti. What, how can I make you happy? Ain't I telling the truth, Brother Harry? 
How can I make you happy? Little waitress says, how can I make you happy? My manager said just anything I can to make you happy. Well, if you could bring me a sirloin, about a 12 ounce, and a baked potato. That, that spaghetti then made me a little wheezy, as my sister says. She got some words out of this world. But, but I, I think I could do better. If you sit right there and you eat that 12 ounce and eat half of that spaghetti, I'm just telling you the truth. Complaining. And after you didn't eat all that, you got the nerve to say, now I ain't gonna have to pay for my meal now. And when I say it'll be by the goodness of God, when I'll say that when God saved you, it wasn't because he knew you was going to be perfect from that point on. He saved you for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It was his love that saved you. It wasn't your goodness that saved you. It wasn't your goodness after you was going to do after you got saved that got you right. It's just because he just loved you so much for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever just would believe in him should not perish. What you got to believe in? I'm trying to get done. What you got to believe in? You got to believe in the righteousness of God. You got to believe that when you come to him by faith, he made you absolutely righteous. And what God set free, can't no man come against it. Look at whom the son sets free, is free indeed. Now the Pentecostal churches with all their sinning, they'll try to find you in your little bit of wrong. And the Bible said, who are you to look up on them people? He said, didn't I die for you? And I just use them first. You can use the Baptists and, and all the folks you're on the church. They try to find you and you're wrong. You might as well just go on and say, do you not think that you do no wrong? Say, so, man, I ain't nothing but wrong. But my right lies in the cross. My, love, my right lies in Calvary. My, my right lies in the blood of Jesus has cleansed me from all unrighteousness. That blood has been applied to my life. And when Jesus looks at me, the world won't never be able to look at me. You see why it's so hard now? It's so hard. It's so easy. It's hard. That with a childlike faith. Sister Jennifer, Brother Gale's back there on Wednesday nights. Teaching Bible verses. You'll see them cards come to me Wednesday night. Little seven-year-olds to nine, ten-year-olds saying I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. Man, I'm ready. I'm telling you, you see me, a three-year-old come up here and say, Brother Eddie, I want to get saved. I'm telling you, I'm finna pray with that three-year-old. If she can get it out of her mouth, look here, I'm gonna pray with her because I'm gonna tell you something, that devil's gonna come because I'm seeing some 12-year-old, 11 and 12-year-olds, they almost shouldn't like the devil getting them in such a way they don't want to be around nothing, God. And I'm gonna tell you something, mamas and daddies, if you don't grab a hold of them, you give them two more years. If you don't make sure they set up on some good preaching, if you don't make sure they're around some good preaching, I'm gonna tell you one thing, two more years, you'll never reach it. Man, I'm excited about seeing folks get saved. If a six-month-old baby could say out of the mouth, I want to get saved, I said, well, let's just get you right now. Let's get you right now. Look what the rest of it says right here. Look here. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no dominion over him. For in that he, he died, he died unto sin once. 
but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. It said, let, sin, let not sin reign in your mortal bodies that you should obey the lust thereof. Neither yield your members of, right, of instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but yield yourself unto God as those who are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. I love it. Song said, oh, yes, oh, yes. I'm a child of the king. And his royal blood now flows through my veins. And I who was wretched, poor blind, now can sing. Praise God. Praise God. I'm a child of the king. They start the invitation this morning. I want to read you one verse. They're going to put up on the screen. It's going to be Romans chapter 5 and verse 21. That is, sin hath reigned unto death. Even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Before you get saved, sin will reign unto death. But through the righteousness of Jesus Christ, when you come by faith, and you said it's over. It's over. It's over. That's faith. Faith ain't, I think so. It's when you understand that Jesus died because none of us could be perfect. And we've got to be perfect when we stand before the Lord. But when you come by faith, and you said, I'm going to trust what Jesus did to wash my sins away. And you have the understanding because of that. Now you are the righteousness of God. It ain't because of your good. It's because of his good. May we stand to our feet. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for loving us.